Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. For all the husbands out there that think they couldn't watch other men fucking their wife, what makes you different and what about watching her with other men is such a turn on for you? First of all, you have to be confident and you have to be secure in your relationship. You're not going to start dating somebody or get married and like a month into it say, hey, I want to share you and I want to do all this stuff. So it does take being on the, the right page and the right track and a lot of communication for it to work. What would you do that you question hurting her like in the BDSM stuff? Like face slapping. Like oh, really, God, really, I love that shit. Like how, hard, <laughs> how hard he's jamming his cock to my throat, how it. hard he's hitting me, stuff like that, how hard he's pulling my hair. When there's another guy, Jason becomes a different person too. So that's why we stay in this dynamic because it elevates both of us. It gets rid of all of our inhibitions. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. You guys are in for such a treat today. I have Casey Donatello back, my gangbang queen. And today also with her is her husband, Jason. He is joining this time. He is the stag part of their relationship. Casey is the author of three erotic memoirs detailing her journey to sexual empowerment and freedom. Jason and Casey are in the lifestyle and are a stag vixen couple. They collaborate to create content on Casey's OnlyFans, which captures the life of a hot wife, nudist, writer, and exhibitionist. Jason and Casey, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries. Hi, thank you for having me back. Hello. Yes. And Jason, thank you for joining. I'm so excited that you agreed to do this. You're welcome. You are officially my first. Uh, this is his debut this performance is my debut right here. Performance. No pressure. <laughs> I may do most of the talking. We'll see how this goes. I know. Well, I have some of these questions are directly for Jason. Oh, Not all of them, but. Yeah, there's a couple where I'm just, I got to lob some softballs at you. Outstanding. Um, So Jason, in our other previous episodes, Casey talks about how you two met. And that was, I think that was on episode 321, Casey. You told me how the story about how you guys met. But now I would love to hear Jason tell that story because I want to, you never, you know, like you ask the guy, you ask the girl, you're going to get a different version. So I just want to hear, you can both chime in, but I would really love to hear your version of how you and Casey met. Go for it. I'm pretty sure my story will be very close, if not spot on to what you said. But so as she mentioned, we did meet in a two guy, one girl threesome. I did not know. I knew what from the neck down what she looked like. She knew what I look like. She saw my yeah, face. His profile picture was his face, but I never opened my personal gallery because I didn't know him. So he didn't know I what just, I look like. Correct. So I just knew from her single girl profile on the site that we used that she was super popular. And at the time I knew this guy. I had had a threesome with him and his girlfriend. His girlfriend. He had a complicated relationship going on, but he said, I had mentioned in conversation about 
Casey. And I'm like, oh, man, I would love to meet this girl. But she was very adamant on her profile. You have to come to her where she lived, which was out of state and et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, I'm not taking that drive. And he goes, I'm friends with her. And I told him he's full of shit. And he goes, no, no, I'm really I'm, I'm friends with her. I can I can hook this up. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Long story short, he did. And before meeting Casey, I did have a, uh, a sex room I built in the house. And he mentioned that to her. And she was so intrigued. Oh, by that's it. fine. She was so intrigued by it that that actually contri- – she goes, all right, I'll take the drive. So here I am. I got this girl that everybody's got to go to her, but she took the one-hour drive here. And the first time I ever laid eyes on her, she was walking up the driveway of the house that we now live in together. And that is how we met. It literally in a in a threesome. And he loves the fact that our first date took place in like the house we in live in right now. In the house right that now. we live in now. I love it. Okay, so you just you already had a sex room built in? Uh yeah. So I was a single guy in a lifestyle prior to meeting her and how did I you have, can I ask you how you got into the lifestyle? It was actually someone I dated previously. We had met somebody that that mentioned it to us. We had no idea anything about it. It was very short-lived because that person was not cut out to be in it, and but I always had an interest in it. So when that relationship fizzled out, I went back on as a single guy, knowing that it's much different as a single guy out there, and I just uh, approached it from the way that I know with respect to couples and, and single women, and I did not hide my face because I didn't care. Uh, I was not secretive. I just put myself out there, put some good photos up, and slowly built like a reputation. So prior to all that, I was just in general into different kinky things and like that. So I don't have kids and don't want kids in case you know I do not want kids. So I said, oh, I have two extra rooms upstairs. One's a guest room. I'm going to build a sex room. And I just started lining the thing with mirrors and, and just one thing after the other after the other. And that was a selling point in, in casing coming to meet me and now it became our room and then she added all her and it was funny because the minute i walked in there that day i was kind of you know taken aback and stunned and he looked at me he was like oh man is this you know like is this too much and i go are you kidding me i go i want this room i go this is so fucking cool and then you know it ended up being my room in the end so it all was a lovely story <laughs> and we just updated it a little bit recently to make it more like cohesive between the two of us instead of just you know his style so now it's just perfect yeah so with a lot of fun in there so jason before you met casey did you know that you would want whomever you were going to be with long term was that kind of like a prerequisite that they'd have to be in the lifestyle in some 100%. way shape or form 100 percent. okay yeah yep. <laughs> i would kind of assume that with a sex room in your in your house you know like you're entrenched in it yeah, since it was always something I thought about when I was like younger. I'm 42 now, so throughout my 20s, 30s, I was like, "Wow, that'd be amazing." And then I eventually met her when I was 38, and yeah, it definitely was 100. percent I could not be, I could not, and cannot be with a vanilla monogamous woman. So this is actually kind of yeah. what we spoke about on the, I guess, my second episode that we just recorded. Right? He was a true lifestyle guy even though he was single he was this was the path he was on he wasn't going to date somebody outside of this so 
that was a big selling point for me on him also is I knew he wasn't going to change his mind after a right, couple because of months. you were with some yeah, you were with someone who previously who didn't want you to be in the lifestyle anymore if you guys were to be together, right? Yeah, I had the history of meeting guys in the lifestyle and then they want to leave the lifestyle whereas Jason was like, "Nope, we don't know what we're going to be in the lifestyle, but we're definitely going to not be vanilla." So, yeah, and then you saw the sex room and you were like, "Okay, <laughs> well, I can work with this. this guy's committed. <laughs> He's committed to it. We don't have to worry about this. Okay. That actually, when I was single, helped make me more appealing to couples and whatnot because everybody wanted to see the playroom. The sex room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you're a yeah. single guy that has like something special about you or something really cool to offer, you know, you can use that to your advantage. Plus, we have the, a hot tub. In yeah, the we have backyard. a hot tub also. So between the hot tub and the playroom, it's just set the course for the night. There we go. So, okay, this again, this is for you, Jason, because I feel like this is going to be a good question. And Casey answered it, but I want to know from the man's perspective. Sure. For all the husbands out there that think, you know, they couldn't watch other men fucking their wife. Ooh. What makes you different? And what about watching her with other men is such a turn on for you? Okay. So first of all, you have to be confident and you have to be secure in your relationship. You're not going to start dating somebody or get married and like a month into it say, hey, I want to share you and I want to do all this stuff. So it does take being on the, the right page and the right track and a lot of communication for it to work. Now, as far as what appeals to me about it and what turns me on is that it is live pornography. It is incredible. It's kind of hard to so put he, into words. So. He definitely has like, he's split 50-50 exhibitionist and voyeur. So he does like to be watched, but he also really loves watching, whereas I'm not a voyeur at all. So it's it works out well for the combination a little bit. And I don't want to speak for you completely, but you look a little... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just formulating my thoughts. So Yeah, well, I yeah, know. It's, it's, a, it's, a, big, it's likes, a big question. As yeah. somebody that likes to watch, or he used to watch porn, now he doesn't since he's met me, but it is like... I became the porn. He didn't have to watch it on TV now and fill in the rest. Correct. correct. She's correct. So, so Jason, is it hotter with the fact that it's your own wife? Like that, is that what makes it like, cause you like porn, but it takes it up a notch because you know, this, you get to, instead of like watching the porn star, like you get to, you're married to the porn star. You get to actually. Correct. So yeah. as she mentioned, and she speaks the truth, she, it's funny for a girl that's now producing content has never watched pornography. Nope. So I, I'm a guy. Oh, wait a minute. I don't think I knew that. You have never I watched pornography? We didn't talk about that? No, I've never watched porn because I'm not a voyeur. I don't give a shit. So he was making fun of me. He goes, you want to be a porn star, but you've never watched porn. He goes, you might have to start watching some. I go, no, no, no. <laughs> I go, I'm going to make the porn that I want to make. And it's going to be real and it's going to be amazing. And he was like, Okay, no so, problem. So real quick, because you know, to stay on track with the question I was asked. So probably since my early teens, I discovered porn and all that stuff. And uh, as I got into more and more and more and kinkier and kinkier, it was like, it just kept getting, I need more and more and more. So now that I have Casey, it's a different level. So like, she's right. I basically stopped watching porn because she does everything that I enjoy or that I enjoyed watching in the videos. She does everything live. So he comes up with a lot of, not, we don't script stuff, but when we go on dates, he's the one that comes up with like, 
ooh, we should try this night, or I want to see you do this tonight. So all the stuff that he what he grew up like fantasizing about on TV, I actually do in front of him with other people for him. So whatever fetish he's into, or whatever type of guy he wants to see, that's what I end up doing for him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is. I got and, it. Um, so we were doing this as boyfriend and girlfriend, and he fucking loved it. And you can again correct me if I say anything you don't like. But once we got married, <laughs> the first time a we had sex married, my orgasms were like through the roof, like astronomically even more. And the first threesome we had was actually with a very good friend of ours. And Jason didn't tell him we were married until he was like already like inside me fucking me. And all of a sudden he just goes, dude, you know, you're fucking my wife right now. And the guy lost it. He was like, holy shit. Like, and it just ever since then. He loves saying fuck my wife versus, you know, fuck my girlfriend. Like, it takes it to a whole other level. And now, like, officially being a hot wife has just been so hot for us, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, guys, this, I mean, it's everything sounds hot and heavy, but it can't be fun all the time, right? Can't be fun and fucking all the time. So, what are some of the struggles you guys have faced as a couple in this dynamic? Okay, that's fair. Do you want to take this? Or uh, you could start. And- well... This is an interesting one. We first moved in together. I moved into his house at the beginning of the lockdown during COVID. Mm. And it was a shock between A, just being in a relationship after being single for so long and being the type of female that I was. Moving to a different state, I was, you know, in my late 30s, it was the first time living with a partner. I was living in a house that was still very much like his ex's house. Mm-hmm like the decor and everything. And and then we go into lockdown and there's no playing with other people now, right? So all of these things are happening all at one time. And I just had this major, major breakdown and I ended up losing my sex drive completely. So we went from like this crazy lifestyle. We were together, what, maybe less than a year, right? Uh, when when the, I moved in? When the country shut down, we were to, we knew each other almost a year. Okay, so okay. we were together for about a year and we went from like having like threesomes and playing and and just all the shit to I don't know, I just completely lost myself and I was so overwhelmed with all of these different transitions happening at once and I don't know, I just I lost everything. And for two people like us, you can imagine that oh, yeah. massive massive havoc on us. And that was the only time we've been together, what, three and a half years? I always forget how long we're together, and he gets mad at me. <laughs> Say uh, we're together three and a half years right now. That's the only three, time three, three and a half years, yeah. we've ever, act, like, literally fought with each other. And it was brutal because, you know, he And you had, had just gotten married, right? You just no, 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 no. Just in with him. We had just started dating. We were not oh, married. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, got you, got you. Okay. Um, but... I wanted nothing to do sexually. Like, I wanted to in my head, but my body just was not cooperating. And we would fight like animals. <laughs> and this was going on for months and stuff. And then I I wanted to have sex with him. So then I'd be like, all right, you could fuck me, but I would just lay there. And he's like, this is horrible. This is worse than jerking off. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I am trying my best. Like, take it or leave it. And we would fight and stuff. And then eventually I went to the doctor because we said, okay, maybe there's something physically wrong with me. I ended up going off my birth control to test my hormones. And then I was a raving lunatic with like, cause I've been on the pill for like almost 20 years 
So now my bias was just, it was, I'm surprised that we are still together after that because it was just. I've I've been through that. It's like, it's people, I think women don't realize how much it, you know, it's a hormone, how much it's acting on you. And um, it's hard to come off of when you've been on a very long, long time. Yeah. You know? So I came off. My doctor did all the tests. She said I was fine. Like my testosterone was great. And she goes, I think it really is just a mental block because of all these excessive changes happening at one time. So then I go back on the pill. And then we just after that, we said, OK, if we want to save this relationship, we have to just start from the bottom. We have to stop blaming each other, stop fighting. And little by little, we started, this sounds like so cheesy for two people that do what we do now, but we had to like practice making out, like hu- like dry humping on the couch, like really literally <laughs> I had yeah. to like get my, my body to readjust to having sex again. And then little by little, it started to come back. Our relationship started getting better uh, between us, like emotionally. Once my sex drive came back, it's just been, I think sometimes he wishes I would lose it again because it's too much for him. It's another story. But to (laughs) add to what she said, she's right. So she, I mean, she's an amazing woman. She would offer me her body, right? So I didn't have to masturbate, but it was like, there was no feedback from her end. So it was very strange. So I would... I would come and I'd be, I would be like, oh, that sucks. And then I would cry because I'm like, how dare you? I'm trying my best. So it was, it was a mess. And then I would, on the opposite end, she'd be like, why don't, she would be like, why don't you go watch some porn and, and get yourself off? Okay. And then I would feel shitty after that because it wasn't with her. So it was this nonstop. Yeah. Oh my God. It was horrendous. Right. This like catch 22 or whatever you want to call it. And then, but we made it through. And if you can make it through that. How long, how long did this last? about a about a year yeah it was long oh, wow and this is Holy again shit. when i first this was in the beginning of our relationship so once we got through that together i was like holy shit maybe this guy really is you know someone i can have like an actual long-term life with and as other than that we haven't really fought majorly about the lifestyle in the beginning it was a little tricky we had to just kind of navigate certain things we were merging uh two worlds together so what she experienced as a single girl and what i experienced as a single guy were similar yet different at the same time so we had to blend them together found what worked with us and that took a while so like perfect example when we met i came in like guns blazing and i'm like okay because i knew he wanted to share me i go okay so i'm gonna go out i'm gonna be a hot like a hot wife girlfriend whatever and go out on dates then come home to you and do whatever the fuck i want have sex while you're at work and he was like oh my god you need to like calm down yeah. right and i was like how dare you tell me what to do this is how it's gonna go and it it didn't really work out so great and we shifted and now you fast forward a few years and he's the one that's like if you want to go out on a date go for it and I'm like no I don't want to leave you I need you with me. So I did a complete 180 from when I met him. So our dynamic, you know, it's always evolving and it's definitely not how I thought it was going to end up, but it's so perfect for us and we literally people don't believe us when I say we never fight with each other. No. It- There's just we have no stress from like no kids we, I don't know, we just have such a great time and everything we take as a learning experience, we are super, super open and honest. We don't sugarcoat anything with each other. We don't lie. We try really hard to make the other person happy. And like, I always laugh because I'll tell people, 
if I, if I ever get mad at him, my big move to punish him, <laughs> uh, he's laughing already. Oh, shit. I go, because he loves, he hates panty lines. So if I'm ever mad at him, I put on yoga <laughs> pants. I put on like my my horrible <laughs> so, like granny panty un- underwear, and then we go panties. out in public. And he's like, "Holy shit!" Okay, and then we make up, and I go back to thongs. That's the most that happens between us. Yeah, I can attest that this, this girl does not yell. That's what she does. She'll 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 go from thongs or g-strings to that, and I immediately am, like clean <laughs> my ass up. Trouble. And I'm like, okay, all right, no problem. You know, like we're good. And um, yeah, she just doesn't yell, and it's insane. So, and I'm super lucky, but we were both involved in relationships prior that unfortunately contained a lot of yelling. The other people were that that was their resort to, they resorted to yelling and screaming. And we both told each other, we don't want to deal with that anymore. And we don't, we talk everything out calmly. We don't have the stress of children. We, we do whatever we want. We just, you know, we really, I don't know. It does sound really cheesy sometimes to say it out loud, but we wake up every day with like our goal is to make the other person happy, whether it's something sexual or not sexual. You know what? I kind of I want to jump in on that really quickly because I've said this on the show to people. I'm like, you know what? If you when you wake up in the morning, if if when you put your feet on the ground, one of the first thoughts you're having is not how can I make my partner's life better today? you're fucking up right then and there. Like you, that has to be your intention. And so I think that's why, and the great sex and you don't have the stress of kids. I mean, like you combine all those things, but definitely the intention to be a great partner to the other, that's it right there in a nutshell. I mean, I think that's the golden ticket. And a lot of people too look at us and they go, oh, well, he lets you do all of this stuff. You know, you get to play with all these guys and stuff. Like, what does he get out of it? Other than the fucking part that he loves about all of, like, watching me and having me live out these fantasies and stuff. For us, there's another side to it. Part of our arrangement is that because I get to fuck all these guys, I do whatever he wants for him. Like, I don't say no to anything that he ever wants for me sexually, no matter how crazy it is, no matter when it is. If he tells me I'm super competitive, so if he tells me a girl did something in the past that he likes, I have to do it like a million times better than her. You, you got to do it the Casey style. Yeah, so he definitely <laughs> gets like something out of this arrangement too. I hate when people look at us like I'm selfish or he's, you know, not taken care of, but we have an arrangement that works for us and it really pushes me knowing that I'm the only female pleasing him. It pushes me to be like the best fucking amazing that I can yeah. ever do because amazing I know at it. Yeah. it all falls on me. And for my personality, that seems, it really turns me on. Correct. And let's just also tell everybody listening that it's not that she doesn't want me doing anything with any anybody, any other women. I choose not to because of this. Yeah, why is that? So if you want to get technical, I have the okay to do whatever I want, but it does nothing for Casey because she's not a voyeur. She's not interested in hearing about it. She doesn't want to watch. I'm straight. She's straight. And I'm at the point that even though it sounds hot and exciting, I don't think I can go out and have sex with someone without her there. And just to be clear, after we got married, I said, okay, I'm his wife now. I need to like take some of his interests, you know. And so against, not against, it wasn't my fantasy to play with couples as a couple. But I said, okay, he's my husband. I have to at least, like, try. So we did try to play with a few couples, and they were train wrecks. Yeah, it just it, did not work for us. Our dynamic. What, what happened? 
Um, one couple we met, the wife said she wanted to watch us play with the husband. That was like their fantasy. So we tried that, but it turns out they were just testing that theory. They didn't ever try it before. And the night just went to shit. Like it was so awkward for everyone. Uh, I think we met maybe two other couples, but the thing is, that's funny is I am not the same person in that dynamic as I am when there's all guys. I like something about testosterone in the air just turns me into this like savage animal. And that's what he likes to see for me. So when we play in other environments, I'm like boring. I'm not, you know, there's nothing there. So it doesn't turn him on, doesn't turn me on. So like we've given it a try, but it just doesn't, it doesn't work out. So that's why I said to him, for the time being, if you're just with me, I will make every fantasy you have come true. And he, see his face, he's like, hell yeah. I, I know. Just- well, and what guy wouldn't love that? Like, seriously, okay. And you know, I love like, doing I get this. it. Like, it yeah. turns me on to have that. Um, yeah, that is 100% true. That privilege, is, uh, you know. It's pretty mind-blowing. So like she said, she's not the same with other women in the room. And once I really learned that and understood that, I said, okay, well, then it's not worth it for us to even venture into that as, as hot as it could be. Plus, it's very hard to match up four people. No matter, it's on paper. Even just personality-wise, forget the sex part, you know. Just I know. Things. I've tried. I know. I it's, still haven't been able to accomplish it. There's like, even, the, even threesomes for me are hard. I don't know why. It's ridiculous. But I can't, it's like I, either she's okay, but him, eh, you know, he's the weak link. Or, <laughs> you know, it's like, I just, it's like... I don't know. I, I have this, I want to do a threesome and I can't ever not nitpick one of the people. You know? <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> and I hate, because I want to go back for a second because I always get, because I like to be the only girl in the room, people always accuse me of being selfish, of being greedy, being like all these negative things. And I like to say to people, this is my fetish. Like, why is it yeah, a negative fetish? This is your kink. You like it. This what is what fuck? turns me on. And I yeah. say to him, look, we could keep playing with couples, but I'm going to keep having to pretend I'm going to be miserable. Like mm-hmm. it's not. And that goes to the, the part about the relationship, us finally being honest together and saying, okay, he doesn't want me to force myself to do things I don't want to do because no one's enjoying that. Right. He's not selfish either where he wants me to be miserable. And I don't, it, we're not going to do stuff if it's not turning everybody on. So we were lucky enough to find this niche. And now because I need to make sure he's super turned on every time I've really opened and expanded the fetishes that I'm into with other people because there are things that he likes and I need to make sure that he's getting his fill of stuff. So we've gotten a little, I used to, you know, fuck a ton of guys, but it was, you know, not using like a lot of props and toys and degradation and stuff. But because Jason likes that, I'm like, fuck it. You want to see that? Let's go for it. So we've gotten definitely like kinkier since we've been together. Right. Highly. Yeah. <laughs> Highly. He watches some fucked up shit. So I got to, you know. Like what's, oh, I got to know. I got to know. You can't leave a ha- leave me hanging on that well, one. Like what kind of fucked up I, shit, Jason? Well, a lot of, I'm sure a lot of men are very much into like very sloppy blowjobs and face fucking and stuff like that. Um, I love that shit. Wait, but can uh, I is, say something? It, it is like... That, is there something wrong with that? Like, no, what's wrong with that? That is... Oh. It, and it is so incredibly hot and it, there's just something about a woman pleasing you with her mouth that never gets old. It is inexplicable. And the more like raunchy or dirty or sloppy it is, 
I like that, like tears streaming, the, tears, the mucus building the, the, up. The, the, it's like so fucking hot. Yeah. So it's so. It's, wait. So when we first met, I was like in my gagging. Head, you know when girls are like, oh, but I want to look pretty during a blowjob. <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 I want you to look fucking disgusting. So it took Wrecked. me a little while to process. Wrecked. Wreck me. Exactly. Yeah, Wrecked. but girls, you have to get your head around that to understand that the guy really wants to see that. And now that I understand that makes him rock hard, I'm like, fine. So he told me that girls in the past like were into like hardcore gagging. And I'm like, okay, let's really see. So I decided one day, I was like, I'm going to drink uh, a can of soda. And then I made myself, like, throw up the soda all over him, and he went crazy. And then the other night, we were playing, and we got a little rough, and I literally, like, threw up my dinner all over him, and he just... Oh. <laughs> like, that's a fetish. Um, so, I'm, I'm... He likes that. I'm... I got so... <laughs> it got so deep that I was watching, like, face-fucking-vomit videos and things like that, and I was like, oh, my God, that's insane, where, like, the girls would drink a bunch of milk, yeah. and then it would be... It would come out all over the place, and I would get harder and harder, and come harder and harder. And I was like, "And once he Holy once shit. he told me it was a fantasy that was never lived out." Of course, Casey's like, "Oh, I got you covered." So, so. I, <laughs> I, I literally get anything I want. And let me just be clear: that's like I, every man's dream, Jason. Yeah. Every oh, man's incredible. dream, it's seriously. Incredible. But our life. I don't know. Like you're probably the luckiest man alive. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? Most of the subscribers on my OnlyFans page will eventually reach out to me and be like, can you just tell your husband we admire him, we respect him, we can't believe someone actually has a life that we're fantasizing about. And that is like such an amazing compliment to us because they really take us for the whole picture and not just for like the visual of my body. You know, like they really respect the dynamic and stuff. And so many people apparently want this life and we're so fortunate to have it. That we really, you know, we appreciate it. We don't take it for granted at all, ever. I, I will also say that doing some of this stuff with Casey, sometimes because of how deeply we're in love and how much I care about this woman and how, like, she's, she's my little princess, I sometimes have trouble when it's her and I, I have trouble doing some of the stuff. The real nasty, like, uh, vomit stuff we do just- That's her, private. We just do her and I right now, but- some like real strong domination stuff that I'm into and whatever I struggle because I don't want to hurt her, even though I know I'm not hurting her. This girl is insanely durable, right? Highly durable. But then when you add, so what, what would you do that you question hurting her? Like in the BDSM stuff, like face slapping, like, Oh, really, God, really, I love that shit. Like how, hard, <laughs> how hard he's jamming his cock to my throat. How it. hard he's hitting me. Stuff like that, how hard he's pulling my hair. But then I think you were going to say the minute you put another guy in the room, he doesn't give a fuck anymore. Right. So when you add, whether it's one guy, two guy, three, like for some reason, a weird switch clicks. I know she's still my wife. She's still my little princess. Love of my life. But <laughs> she becomes a dislike porn slut. And even though she's my porn slut 24-7, right? Like any day I want, when there's all the guys there for some reason- Something's different. So I think you feed off their energy and the fact that they can't believe they're like witnessing this or something. And then Jason becomes a whole nother level too. So it turns both of us on. It's not just me when there's another guy. Jason becomes a different person too. So that's why we stay in this dynamic because it elevates both of us. It gets rid of all of our inhibitions. Like, And she'll be like, you have no problem pushing my head down on another guy's cock yeah, into my stepping- eye. 
into my eyes tier, but you have trouble doing it on your own. <laughs> so, you know, when I'm by myself. Yeah. So, Jason, you step out from bes- behind the camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. And join yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. And we're not always filming 100% of the time. So, like, we'll get some really good things and uh, especially the cum shots and things like that. DV. But, the, but DV. But there's times where it's just enjoyable to just play without the camera on. It depends. If there's if there's only one guy and we're having a threesome, Jason is equal part of the threesome. If there's multiple guys, then he might step back a little to watch more or to let them have more time with me. So we have all different ways that we play. If he really likes what he's seeing, he might watch more. If the guys need help, he might step in more. You know, it's totally up to him. My, my preference is always to try to get more than one guy. Sometimes it's not as easy as it sounds because some guys flake out, some guys... We, yeah. yes, right? we, we so, were talking about this. You know, oh, I, yeah. I ideally would like, you know, two, three, four plus guys there because, A, I get the night off. I just have to record, <laughs> okay, because she is... She, she drains me. Um, so that's the other reason I love all the help, because not only is it a super turn on and fantasies are coming true left and right, but with a woman like this, you need the help. And you have to that you have to admit that you can't do it by yourself. <laughs> you have to, not, okay, you have to admit. That's not a negative. No, it's not a negative thing. No. For, for no, a guy, yeah. I think some people look at it like as a negative towards him or not, but it's not because girls are just different than guys. A guy comes, he might be done for the night, whereas a girl comes and she's ready to go, you know, five more hours. So it's just, it's just life and that's fine. Who do you say between the two of you has the higher sex drive? Casey. (laughs) So like I have a high drive, but I've never seen a drive like hers. I never get tired. I never stop. I've never seen somebody have so much sex with Numerous men for two, three, maybe four hours with some water breaks in between, maybe, because she barely asked for water. And then it's all done, and it's like an appetizer for her. And it, it it is insane. And she'll just look at me, and I'll be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you just had- She's that- like, come on, we're going at it. Right. So I like, <laughs> I, I try to look forward. We try to look for, I mean, there's no limit to the size cock that she'll take. There's no limit to the amount of men that she'll take. I try to find guys, strong guys, whatever. That oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck her into submission and I'm gonna make her tap out. I go listen, my you're not gonna make her tap out. Just come and have fun because she doesn't tap out. She does not tap out. So it's a blessing. A couple of guys have said I feel for you, and I envy you at the same time because they they're there to play for a couple hours and have a blast and get to enjoy my wife and all these things, but then I get to live with her. And it's it's all positive stuff because we do have a great life. And one of the reasons that our sex life is so amazing is that our regular life is so amazing. Like she treats me amazing and I treat her as great as I possibly can, even more amazing. And the respect we have for each other and the trust and like we don't lie and like it, it, it's just so amazing. I know I said amazing like 10 times. I'm very sorry. No, uh, it's but go it, for it. it. I love hearing this. This that, is why I wanted you on. I wanted the other half, you know, of this that, equation. Our regular life with our clothes on contributes to a spectacular life with our clothes off. Yes, you need both. And I will say too that I always laugh at him because he works all day and then he comes home and I'm 
Forget sexual energy, just like normal energy. Oh, I don't have an off for, button. For the love of God. So he know. works all day, then he comes home, and I'm like, babe, I need to take a video of you peeing on me. I need to do this. And he's like, oh my God, Casey, like I just walked in the door. And I'm like, but I need you to like take a picture of my asshole. I don't know. And he's like, babe, you need to like relax, have an off button. And I go, listen, most wives are saying like, do the laundry, mow the lawn, take out the garbage. I'm asking you to do like dirty shit with me when you get home. And he's like, still work though, you know? So we struggle with, he wants work-life balance and I just want to go like, yeah. 24-7, I'm, I'm you know. A, I'm a huge advocate of work-life balance. So I work, uh, I'm in a union job. I enjoy my job. It's like steady hours, some overtime mixed in there. I come, like, I just have like a, a routine, a thing. And this girl can handle like 18 different things at once and be fine, right? So I come home. I like to shower, get out of my work clothes, decompress a little bit. And she's right. She'll be like, do you have to pee because I need you to piss on me, or do you have to? <laughs> mm, shit. Don't go, don't go peeing in there. Let's. We need. I, I need I, that on me. Yeah, he he walks in the door. And I have a checklist of sexual activities I need him to perform on me for like fans and stuff. You know, right? And like, just like, oh, we got to do this, and we and we have to. Can we get you a- get the unique honey do list? Yeah, oh. I said you should be happy. Most guys would love this. <laughs> I know. You never know what to expect with me. I'm like always full of surprises. It's wild. It's not like that every day, but it's there. (laughs) But my, I, I huge believer in work-life balance. So I'll tell her, babe, we're putting the phones down or we're going to go out to eat. We're going to leave the phones in the car or we're going to do, we're not going to, we're going to discuss something other than this venture that we're on. And, you know, I took her out last weekend and we looked at some Halloween stuff and, and we walked around the center of a, a, a town that we went to and she had a blast. She goes, thank you. I needed this because it's very important. I can't shut my brain off once it starts on something. And he's the big reason that I e- even took the step to do the OnlyFans page because I had wanted to do it, but I was so nervous. And because he supported it, I was like, OK, because when I was single, I always had this fantasy of not necessarily being in porn, but being um, like a fetish model or in Playboy or something. And I always worried, how am I going to find a boyfriend? If he finds out I did these things, I'm going to ruin my chances. You know, so now that I'm married and my husband is like, fuck it, like go do whatever you want. It's super hot. I love it. It makes me feel like this is actually finally like the best version of myself and where I always wanted to be, but I never knew I could be here. So that's the journey for OnlyFans is actually really creating like this even closer bond between us now and i didn't expect that part to happen no and uh i'm with her for life like this woman's amazing so i even said listen you do anything you want if she wants to do a podcast like you do layla one day or she wants to turn her books into audios audio stories or she wants to pursue doing scenes in the adult industry that she wants to do with the right producers and stuff she has my 100% support. Anything this girl wants to do. Because when she's happy, holy shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, everything is phenomenal. And she's happy most of the time. Like, really am. So, like, really is, you know? He also wouldn't mind if I did professional porn so he didn't have to be the cameraman anymore. Because it is a lot of work. People, people don't <laughs> I'm realize, sure. I bet, yeah. Like, how much effort how it much- takes from him to, like, capture everything and, you know... Sometimes it does get all the angles from his and- enjoyment because now he's focused on a camera. So, you know, right. 
Now he's I just working. hope people mm-hmm. appreciate the sacrifice that he's making to give them good content. It's easier for me in this yeah. position than and, for him. And, and that's funny because there'll be days I'll be like, I don't want to film anything. Can you and I just have like some really good sex and like just you and I? And then I'll be like halfway in, I'll be like, oh, what if it's a good cum shot? I should get it on. I should get it on video. Or what if like, what if we do this? I get a good angle. And then we wind up filming something anyway. So it's, it's so he has funny. yeah he has like a love hate relationship with the camera. Yeah. He says he doesn't want it, but then he needs it. Yeah, and he likes watching us as we're filming it, like on the TV or on the screen or whatever. And funny too is I just did that the other day. Crazy, it's, right? It is I was hot. I was just having this conversation. It's so hot to watch yourself live or mm. or have the camera at an angle that you can't really see you because just read of my what mind. you're. And then you can see it. You, I mean, I like to watch a guy's dick going in and out, in and mm-hmm. out, in and out, in and out. And when he, like, when he's behind me, you know, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Bend my head around? No, you just put the camera underneath there, and then you can see it. And it's like, <gasps> it adds to the whole thing. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy hot. Yeah. I was blown away the first time he filmed something, and it was just him and I, and he had it like on the tripod, and we watched it. I go, is that what my ass always looks like when I'm riding someone? And he was like, yes. And I go, I didn't understand it jiggled. Like, the way it looked is so fucking hot. I couldn't believe it. And he was like, why do you think guys go crazy when they're with you? I said, I don't know. Like, so it's been super I cool know. watching our own content and just being like, damn, that view is fucking hot. Or, like, now we've gotten really good at filming, like, close-up DV shots, which I've never seen before, right? So... We're getting to see cool stuff too, like in the process. I know. Well, it's happening. I know. I I agree with you 100% on that. Like before I started doing all this, like I never had any pictures taken of me during sex, no video. I mean, I was just, just never did it. And then, and I always kind of felt like, ooh, I don't know if I can watch that. How's it going to look? Like I like doing it, but do I have to really watch myself? Then I started watching it and I was like, oh my God, like, Look, my pussy is pretty. Like, yep. I didn't even know that. You know, like, I get what all the fuss is about. <laughs> like, that is, that is yeah. a good looking pussy. And, <laughs> yeah. And just that angle. And I'm like, just like you with my butt. I'm like, I don't know about my. And then I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I, 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 it's fun. It's an, e- it's an ego boost for women. I think, I think more women should try it super with their empowering. partners because. It's it, yeah, it is. It is super empowering. Once you realize how sexy you are and when you turn that on, oh yeah, it really does. It helps. It does a lot for you. So I, ironically, I love watching the live recording and all that, and I'll help her with some of the editing, but I'm my own worst critic. So I don't really watch everything that goes up on her page. I just trust that she likes it. And you know, it, it's cause I'd be like, oh man, I should have done that differently or done that differently. So I don't, yeah, I call him Marty for, like, Martin Scorsese sometimes when he gets into his, like, OCD mode. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is amateur, raw, real-life porn. This is not, you know, a million-dollar production. Yeah. And the other thing, too, about watching yourself, talk about, like, empowerment and confidence and stuff. Sometimes you see yourself on film and, you know, you're twisted in a weird position and now your stomach has, like, a funny roll that you didn't know existed. And you know what? I'm actually okay with it. It doesn't bother me. I look at it. And I'm like, I am a real girl. I'm a real person. Nothing on me is fake. And I think that's also very empowering, right? Because I'm not, I never take out a scene because my body is not looking perfect. It's just in that moment, it's in a weird position. But 
I thought that would bother me a little bit, and it doesn't at all because I like the fact that we are showing everything in its real form. You know, I don't wear makeup. I'm very, you know, plain and simple and everything. And I think that's also something for women to realize is that, you know, you don't have to be perfect all the time. Talking about, like, your eyes and stuff watering during a blowjob. Like, it's all okay. Sex is supposed to be messy. It's supposed to be imperfect. It's just supposed to be fun. And if you're with the right people, then nothing should embarrass you. And if something weird happens during sex or, you know, sometimes you have a guy, you're so wet and he's fucking you and like it slips and it almost goes in your ass by accident or something, right? Like you yeah. just you roll with it. You laugh. You take a break. Yep. Like, you know, yeah. this sex does need to be fun. It should not be so serious all the time and judgmental, right? Anything you want to add to that? No, you're right. There's all, all types of uh, weird stuff that happens. Like you would think like, you know, the, the amount of men that she's been with, right? She's so tight still and that sometimes she pulls condoms off of guys. Oh, my God. I have a bad habit of doing that. Yeah. Like, Very unintentionally. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm just like, holy shit. And the guy the guy usually, like, goes right away. He goes, oh, shit. And he puts on another one. But, like, you just never know what's going to happen. It's wild. Yeah. Like, once or twice they've gotten lodged in me and then, like, the guy has to fish it out. You know, you need to take a break. But everybody's always super cool. Like, you just laugh about it. And I don't think people realize when you have, like, gangbangs or just, like, groups of guys like that it is fun people like have a good time it's lighthearted and people joke around they talk to each other you know weird shit happens and people laugh about yeah. it but it is supposed to be a good time mm-hmm. yes definitely so now i hear there's a battle to about to be the dom sub what is this all about oh i think that's a little bit of what we were talking about before where he has you know, the dilemma, can he be super aggressive with me on his own? Oh, so oh still, okay, got it, got it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because he does it, when we first met, I said, listen, I could play submissive for you, no problem, I'm a great actress. And he goes, I don't want you to play submissive, I want you to be submissive. And I said, well, I'm not submissive. But now that we have this arrangement, because I am the only girl, it's so easy for me to be submissive, because I'm getting this energy back from him, knowing that, all of his pleasure is coming from me. So that feeds into my need to please him. So it naturally is like evolving itself there without us forcing it. And that was the biggest thing is he, we didn't want to force an unnatural dynamic, but over time it's, it's getting a little more natural and fun between us. Right. And I'm still having trouble with like, I could have her anytime I want, but sometimes I don't even act on it. Like, okay, let's watch TV instead. You know, so I, I, I'm i trying to, like, get past that. And, like, if I have the urge or something, just take it. And it it's harder than it sounds because I think it's because when you love somebody so much. So that part I'm still working on personally, but everything else you said is spot on. And it's funny, too, because sometimes, like, say I want to have sex, but he's not in the mood. I'll get really, like, feisty and, like, bratty and stuff. To try to like push his <laughs> buttons. I know. And then he'll be I like, know that. Oh, like, I've done that. Mm-hmm. I should just fucking spank the shit out of you. And I go, then fucking do it, you know? Like I I ask for it now. I try to like lure it out of him a little bit. And yeah. sometimes You try to poke too, the bear. You want to poke the bear and get yeah, him going. I try to encourage yeah. it. And then sometimes too, if like, you know, I'm just in like a sassy mood, like not sex related, and I say something stupid, he's like fucking choke on a dick and i go give me one you know and i look at him and he's like oh my god <laughs> you know i'm always trying to <laughs> <haunt> him 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure many women get like offended or pissed off. I could say anything, and she'll respond like, okay, "Give it to me." Where, where's the dick? Give me the dick. Like, <laughs> so this is why we don't argue because we're just so silly together, you know? Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, I wish, I wish more people really understood that about the dominant submissive dynamic that it's a power exchange. That you know, just because that word submissive can have kind of a negative connotation, that you the sub you really are the one that's in control 100%. and when you kind of start when you start realizing that and also that there's things that you're giving your partner that no one else can give him then you fucking want to do it then you're like oh yeah that's you know and then when he's not fired up and you want him sometimes you want him more fired up sometimes it's like that wasn't a hard enough slap that wasn't yeah, yeah. so then you're going to taunt a little bit and you're going to you're going to be bratty you go into that bratty mode because you want to pull out that dominant that's going to put you in your place cuz it feels good sometimes and we can't help it i think for me <laughs> like my biggest struggle even before jason is for whatever reason, I don't like the word submissive. It bothers me to be labeled submissive because I came from, I haven't talked about this, but I wrote about this. I came from like the restaurant world where women were kind of, I was mistreated a lot because I was a woman in like a man's industry. And I have like a lot of negative feelings about that. And I always felt like I needed to assert myself and be in control and be strong and be dominant, especially when I was single in the lifestyle, I had to protect myself. So the word just triggers like negative feelings to me, even though the behavior of it and the action of it, I'm totally cool with. So it's an interesting thing. Like I'm learning to not get upset about the word anymore, but I have no problem behaving in a submissive way. If that it's like hard to explain, I don't know if anybody would know what I'm talking about in that form, you know, because I always see myself as a dominant person and I don't know. It, well, I am too. Yeah. No, I am too. And I get, I totally get where you're coming from because that was kind of my struggle with in the, in the beginning. It was like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I am a fucking badass. Yeah. I go out there every day and slay dragons. You know, I can spend 20 plates, cheap down, walk, fix that problem. You know, while you're doing, while you're busy f trying to figure out how to do one thing. And, you know, and so I was like, don't take, you're not taking that from me. But what I didn't realize was that it was still okay. Like I can go out and be very gung ho and kind of have a lot of masculine energy out there, you know, in the world. But with my partner, what I actually realized was how good it felt to sort of take that armor off and let him do the heavy lifting and be the one that calmed my mind and quieted everything. And, you know, that we, I could really feed into him and he could feed into me what I, with what I really needed. So that's what I get out of it. I just, I love it. I think it's like, I think everyone should try it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this just, I, this is, I don't, I think I know the answer to this already, but does jealousy ever come into play? Even no. like a little bit? No. No. And actually I will go one step further than that. It's so the opposite of it. He's the one that's like, I want you to flirt with this guy. I want you to put your hand on his leg. Tell him how hot he is. And I'm like, baby, I just want to fuck him. I don't want to like date him. I don't want to flirt with him. And he's like, but you have to make the guy feel special. You know, so like he likes to see that part. But because I'm in love with him, I don't crave that from other guys. So that's the interesting part about us is he's, he gets turned on with me flirting with guys. But sometimes I'm just not in the mood for that, that part of the interaction with the guy. I just want like the nasty sex part. And then I want to flirt with my husband. And a lot of times it's like 50-50 whether or not I make out with guys. 
Sometimes I just fuck them and suck, you know, play with them, especially if it's like a group of guys. If it's one, if it's a threesome, maybe I will, but I don't have that desire like I used to when I was single because he feeds most of that energy for me. Right. But sometimes he's like, can you please just flirt with him? Please like grab his cock at the bar. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's a huge turn on, but I will never, ever, ever ask her to do something she's not comfortable with. So like, even though it's a turn on, if she's visually uncomfortable flirting with somebody like intensely, then she doesn't have to do it. But she just knows that it's something that's fair. If she does it, it's super okay. It's weird because like, with all the fucking filthy stuff we do, you would think I have no hangups. But to me, something like that is very personal. And I almost feel like that's a betrayal to my husband, even though he says it's not. In my heart, I'm like, that's some things are reserved for like the love Just of my life. Yeah, it's weird. But I can do all this nasty shit with a guy, but I don't want to flirt with him. Like, it's so fucked up in my head sometimes. It, it, the same goes the opposite for the uh, the same goes. For the guys that we're meeting, I'll tell them, hey, you're free to flirt with her. You're free to do, you know, you can put your hand on her leg, whatever you want to do. But they get a little nervous because I'm there, even though they have the 100% okay, right, yeah. to do that, all of that. And then when we're playing, they can do anything they want, essentially, right? But they're still a little timid. But there's been times we'll go meet at a bar or restaurant and I'll legitly have to use the restroom. So I go use the restroom. And then later on that night, she'd be like, oh, when you when you went to the restroom, he started saying this, 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 and this. I'm like, well, why can't he say it when I'm there? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And even like when we play in the room, Jason would be like, okay, guys, no limits. Do whatever you want to her. Be as rough as you want, as dirty. Call her whatever. He lets people write on me. He gives them like a marker, says write whatever you want. And people just like freeze. They're like, uh, yeah. I don't even know what to do because he gives them so much power, like in the date. Yeah. And they get stunned. And then sometimes, like, nothing happens. And her only hard no is anal. And I actually have the okay if I wanted to have anal sex with her, I could. But I know that it's not, it doesn't do much for her. So I don't even bother. But outside of that, guys can do, like you said before, wreck her. You know, they that's can what just he wants wreck her. from guys. And I encourage it. I want it. The more destroyed she looks, the hotter it is. And I think they just get, I, I don't know how to get it across to them that it's 100% okay. I'm not going to get mad. I know if something is, is uncomfortable with her, she has safe words. She has safe gestures. We have a lot of safety things in place. And I know if some, and not once that I can recall has she wanted to stop. Like, unless she had to pee or something. She just like, Bring on the intensity, bring on the roughness, like bring on the show. Let's do it. Like, and I don't know the guys watching in porn and, and I'm telling them they can do it to my wife and they still have some trouble. And before we meet like via messaging, they're like, yes, I want to do all those things to her. I'm going to like rock her world. I'm going to be so filthy. And then they get there and they just freeze or they get there <laughs> and they can't get home. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. That's the whole like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. So. Tell sing this is a good one here. Tell single men how should they reach out to a hot wife online and how to stand out and get noticed and also what not to do. Oh, how much time do we have? <laughs> I know. Uh, so what I lived by when I was single and I think is the right approach, and I think other gentlemen that feel this way know it's the right approach, is respect. Acknowledge that there's a couple. It's not just a woman. 
don't send one-liners like, you're hot, I want to fuck you, like, stuff, treat it as though you're in real life, because it kind of, like, you're out on a date, right, And you or you yeah. want to get to know somebody. A little introduction, you don't have to, don't do a copy and paste novel that we can tell yeah. you're sending to everybody. It's a copy and paste novel. Yeah. Right. Be patient, and also be prepared, and do not take offense to rejection. Just because we're into things, just and she loves multiple men does not mean she will have sex with any guy. There are certain things we look for. There are things other couples look for. So just respect that. Don't take offense. There's somebody for everybody. Don't, you know, if we give a polite no thank you, which at least we do that. Some couples don't even do that. I try to be, because I came from that single guy world, I really have compassion and like a nice perspective because we didn't start it together. We met in a lifestyle. So I know what it's like to be a single guy. So I try to help them. And if you, we give you a polite no thank you a month from now, don't like reach out again because like, it's not really going to change. And it's not there. We have a couple rules, but it's mainly like criteria, right? So just a certain type of guy. Actually, there's multiple types of guys she would she would have sex with, right? But there's certain things she's not really into, like excessive hair. Okay, I personally, I, I wish every guy that had sex with her was like smooth, like it's so hot to watch, right? So, but like if there's certain things that she looks for, like we're only into circumcised men, so don't message us and say any exceptions for uncircumcised. No, oh, because- we get that message. All no, the time. you just said right there. There's you don't want a circum- yeah, uncircumcised right. oh, guy. So, so they try and like yeah. you know the guys. They kind of think, I think a lot of men confuse it for like a Tinder or, or a OkCupid type of thing, but it's a different world. They just probably hear, oh, you can sign on to this site and, and you can have sex with wives and couples, but it's a lot different. And we also find, even though we are 100% like against straying and cheating, we're open, after some discussion, we're open to meeting married men, but... Like some of them, they don't want to show you pictures. They're very secretive. Like, don't just get to the point. Like, if you want to meet us, like, show us your photos. We don't care. We're not going to go tell the world. Right. So, we don't care. I know. Right. And basically, just respect, like, actually read the profile. That's a big tip. Don't just look at her photos. (laughs) Right. I know. And actually read what we're looking for, please. And yes, it, it, I know. You, you improve your chances a little bit, but again, just don't take offense if there's a no thank you because it's not, not everybody is for us. And I just want to say, I know single guys get bashed all the time, but this goes for couples also because our profile says I'm straight. We don't want any women around. We don't meet couples. We only want guys. I can't tell you how many couples write to us. Oh, our wife wants to play with your wife. It's like, did you get past the first sentence? Because then you would know. So couples do it also. It's not just guys. Some couples can be pushy. They can be assholes too. So, you know, it's across the board for everyone. It's not just guys that are guilty of stuff. And, and I'll chime in. So, like, you could block a specific gender or you could block female, male couple, whatever. The, we do have couples allow them access because of the potential of a quality husband or somebody. So it's – yeah, because some people play separate. Some you people know. play separate. Yeah, sure. So right, right, we don't right, want to yeah. uh, exclude. Exclude. Thank you. Exclude that. So yes, we will get contact from couples, but a lot of people don't understand. Like she's straight. 
yes, it is possible to be with a straight woman or be a woman and be straight. It is very possible. It seems that a lot of them are bi, bi curious, bi when drinking, bi when this, bi, you know, bi when drinking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. so, uh, but, but not to get bi for the holidays, right? Right, bi on Tuesdays. So, so back to your question about the advice to single guys is just try to also research like single guy etiquette. There is information online about it and just be respectful and just, just if you get a no thank you or you get a not interested, just move on. Don't be like, cause if you start like pounding us with messages, how is that going to help? They get butt hurt. They get, but guys don't handle rejection. Well, they will, some of them will get butt hurt, you know? And it's like, I used to just say, Hey, no problem. Because I knew when I was single, I wasn't for everybody. There's like, there's all like, People look for all different things and I would try. And if I got a no, thank you, or even if I got ignored, I wouldn't message them again. So because couples and women get bombarded with messages and you got to have patience also. That's another bit of it. And I would like to say, just like, like you said, don't be desperate. If someone says no to you, sending them 50 messages, begging them to change their mind (laughs) is not going to help your case. And this is funny too. Like when we got serious together, I said, listen, I don't want us to play with anybody we played with previously, right? We made this agreement at one point. I said, we should start fresh. There's enough people. We don't need, you know, I don't want to be in a room with my husband and some guy that I I played with for four years and we have like history to get, like, I don't think it's appropriate. So all these guys were getting annoyed with me for saying like, I can't, I don't want to see you anymore. Right. And one of them even went so far as to say, okay, what if I don't? (laughs) <laughs> he goes, I'll delete my profile, make a new profile, and then you could just pretend I'm a new person. And I go, what the fuck is wrong with you? I told you no, eight, but I already told him no like 20 times. Oh. And they're just so desperate. Like, it's just so unattractive. It is unattractive. And, doesn't, and don't you think to yourself, like, why would I let this loser put his dick in me? Yep. Seriously. It's my pussy's the prize. Your dick is not. It's very, (laughs) it just keeps getting more interesting, more interesting. There were two gentlemen in particular that would reach out to her that she knew prior to meeting me would reach out to her and she'd be like, listen, I'm kind of just meeting new guys. Reach out to her again. Okay. No, thank you. Blah, blah, blah. One day she goes, you know what? We'll give them a chance. Right. Fuck it. They're, They're like, I know them. You know, they're not bad in bed, whatever. Decent cocks. And we invite them to a thing. They both canceled. But then the next day, they're both like, oh, when's the next party? And we were like, we're never responding to these people again. It That's another pet peeve. I don't know if we spoke about this last time. The guys will bail on the date. And then the next day, they're like, how was the date? What did you do? I hope you had fun. When can we hang out? Like, they just want to live off of your, like, dirty stories. Experience. And we never, yeah. we never yeah. share anything with anyone that was not present for that event. But they just want to, like, get off on shit. What is the best advice for couples starting out in the lifestyle? How do you guys recommend they navigate it? Holy shit. Well, this is an interesting one because we did not. (laughs) No, this is interesting because we didn't start the lifestyle together. We started it before we knew each other, which I think may have been harder in a way because we were programmed in our ways already. I think if you start together, you have a clean slate. I would say, number one, make sure both people want to do it. Do not. We hate all these guys that go, how can I literally trick my wife into being- How can I get my wife into- t- I know. But they use mm-hmm. the word trick. And I went, well, you're not even pretending now. Coerce. Convince. Convince. Yeah. Coer- yeah. We've heard coerce before. We're like, 
So that's right there. If you have, I get that same question, by the way, like I do, people will ask me, how can I get my wife to be more like you? Like, how can I convince her like that? How can I convince? I'm like, you can't, you marry the wrong person. I'm sorry. She doesn't want this. So that's number one. Make sure you both want to do it. Number two, I would say start off slow. This is just my opinion. Like you don't have to full swap on the first night, you can go to a club and just watch. You can play. You can soft swap. Like, there's so many different avenues. And also, we spoke the other day, can a single guy be a swinger? And I said, yes. And it's funny because Jason and I, sometimes people say we're not swingers because we don't swap with couples. And I go, excuse me, we're married and he lets me fuck other guys. We are 100% swingers. We are just a different type. But everybody loves to judge and accuse people and like all this shit, you know. And... I just think it's really funny how I thought once I got married, people would never judge me again, but now they judge the way that we are swingers. So to everybody out there that is a stag and vixen, I give you a thumbs up and my full support, and I consider you fellow swingers. Yes. No, I know. I'm, I find that a lot in the BDSM community. It's like, it's weird for, for people that are supposed to be so up, we're, you know, we're all very adventurous sexually, right? We're considered, you know, open-minded. We're, we're sort of the black sheep, I guess, you know, cause we're not vanilla, but then in, within that, you know, of it's like, oh, don't judge us, you vanilla people, but cause we're busy judging each other. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and I think I was surprised. It's so fucking that. stupid. That's so stupid. That surprised me in the beginning. I couldn't believe people lie about their age, their sexual orientation. And it's like everybody judges everything so much. I kind of hate when that happens. Speaking of that, uh, if you don't mind, I always, even when I was single, I try to get honest ages from people, right? Because whether it was an older couple, I I like that, right? Or a younger couple, whatever. With us, I like different different age play things so like please tell me i don't if you're 62 and you could perform you have a chance with my wife right if you know you have a better chance to maybe an early 20s guy no offense to the guys out there because reliability yeah reliability and just like maybe not being really educated in the lifestyle but i go through phases where i'll try to find younger guys like to have like a cougar date but you know just be honest like we don't care if you can perform just be honest. Again, be honest. <laughs> um, be- yep. I would also say definitely, obviously, communication is huge, but try to sit down before you start playing and really figure out what you're interested in doing in the lifestyle. Make sure you guys have similar interests. Go slow. And even after over three years together, every night when we have a date at the end of the night, we have something to eat and we talk about the whole night. What did we like? What did we not like? Is mm-hmm. there something we would have done differently next time? And it's never did one of us do something wrong. It's just like, what did you think about this? Or how did you, did you like when I did this? And we always do like, you know, positive and negative feedback for the night. Right. And because that's how you grow as a couple. And that's how you don't make mistakes again. And you really improve, you know, the quality of your play dates and stuff like that. Never. I think this is really important too. If you are a couple and you are playing with another couple or whatever scenario you are in, if one of you, usually the female, I'll say, is uncomfortable, you get your clothes on and you get the fuck out of there. You do not make her stay or him, whatever. Generally, I feel like the woman, but but it could go either way. I don't want to be sexist here. If somebody in that group is uncomfortable, you stop, you get out, you do not ask why, you find out later. You do not make somebody suffer through a date 
that they are not okay with because that will wreck everything and just derail your entire journey. And keep the alcohol consumption very low because alcohol and the lifestyle really don't mix. Casey does all this wild, insane shit with water only, right? Yeah, She'll occasionally so, have a, yeah. she might have one glass of wine or one like, uh, you know, Stella or something but like that. But hardly even ever. But hardly ever. It's mainly water. So that will amplify the feelings. So if you're, let's say you're a couple and you met another couple and you guys go to swap in a hotel room, the jealousy can come out, right? You have the right to stop it at any time. If you're, yes. you know, you just entered another woman and your wife has a problem, you you have to stop. You know, it's yeah. cause me- I, I like to I like to tell people that consent is obviously paramount in these with these type of exchanges and it can be retracted at any moment for any reason. Any moment, correct. And that's where and it stops. Yeah. yeah. And again, we don't currently swap, but we have both been in positions previously where people swapped mm-hmm. and everybody has to be really comfortable. So say I'm with a guy and Jason's with a girl just for argument's sake, right? If my guy comes in five minutes, I'm going to look at Jason and be like, well, I guess we're done now because I'm not going to sit here for an hour while you fuck his wife and I get nothing. Like, you know, so getting everybody on the same playing field can be really hard sometimes. You have to match personality, stamina, style of play. There's so many factors. But just because you're swapping partners, that your primary partner is still the primary focus of your night. Even if you are not physically touching them, you cannot forget about them. You always have to be able to pick up their visual cues because, you know, when you're in a group, you're not going to say, hey, I hate this out loud. You have to make eye contact maybe. (laughs) This guy sucks. Yeah, you need to like (laughs) be checking in constantly to make sure your partner is okay because if not, at the end of the night, there's going to be a fight. Yeah, you, Um, you have to know how to read your partner. You have to know to pick up on like, you know, signs or signals that they're not having a good time or they're having a good time. And let me just say, I'm not saying you can't have any drinks because people are going to be nervous, right? Don't overdo it. Yeah. Don't overdo it. It's, yeah, going, don't it's, not, going exactly. to, it's not going to end well. It's you're going to have performance issues. You're going to have jealousy. You're going to have emotions. You know, try to do it in the beginning Sober. Thank you. I also, I <laughs> just, you. I find it more Sober. more attractive to me to play with guys sure. that don't need a drink because it shows they are confident and they are experienced. Yes. If a guy is so nervous that he needs four drinks to fuck me, I'm like, maybe this isn't the right dynamic, you know? Right. Yeah. It kind of yeah. in the back of my head, it, you know, I always have that question about like, should we even be playing with this guy? So I prefer, if anything, like a one drink for the guy, and then that's it. But most of the time, nobody even drinks anything. Yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that, and and, and we'll you know we'll get a a read before we even decide to go to a hotel or something like that, and go from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. I was just loving having you on, Jason. It's really nice <laughs> too. I don't know how well. I think he yeah, up halfway through. He got a little chat here. You are fine. Uh, yes, you are fine. You did great. I, um, I, she, so she's very before, good at, at this. We, I'm trying. <laughs> yes. So tell everybody where Casey, where they can find you guys. Like, where's your OnlyFans? Where, where's your social media? Where, where do they find you? So our OnlyFans, and I always say our page, and he goes, "It's your page." It's her but page. he's in it too, and he's the cameraman, so I like to give him full credit. It's at Hot Wife Life eight six nine. Twitter is the same, 
And Instagram is at inbedwithstrangers.official. Because the first one got removed by Instagram. <laughs> yes. All right. Version two is up now. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening today. And you know where you can find me and what I like you to do. I love for you guys to go to my website, thecuriouschooldiaries.com, and leave me voicemails. I listen to each and every one. I get back to everybody personally. You have five minutes. Let it rip. I love your feedback. And if you have any feedback for Casey and Jason, leave a voicemail. I'll make sure they get it. All right, everyone. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.